0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The word Advent means coming, and in this season of Advent, we celebrate the two comings of Christ. First, we celebrate his birth in a manger in Bethlehem, when he entered our world as a human being and began his work of redemption. And second, we look forward to his coming again at the end of time, when he shall judge for living and the dead. Every religious community organizes its conception of time according to theological considerations. Thus, the Jews date their calendar from the creation of the world, and the Muslims date theirs from the year 622 when Muhammad emigrated from Mecca to Medina. Of course, we Christians begin our calendar with the birth of Christ, and we continue throughout the year to celebrate significant events in his life on earth. His circumcision and baptism, the presentation in the temple, his 40 days in the wilderness, his passion death and resurrection. We celebrate as well significant events in the life of the church and of his mother Mary and of the saints. But all the time we are looking back on salvation history and the great things God has done for his people in the past, we are also looking ahead to the great things God has promised in the future to those who love him, to the kingdom of heaven and the resurrection of the dead, and a new heaven and a new earth. But our Christian worship has not only a temporal dimension, but a physical one as well. The Jews pray toward Jerusalem, their holy city, and the Muslims pray facing Mecca, where Muhammad established his theocracy. But we Christians pray facing the east, not toward an earthly city, but toward the direction which signifies the two comings of Christ. The east signifies Christ because it is the direction of the rising sun, and Christ is for us, like the sun, the light of the world. In Psalm 19 we read, The sun comes forth like a bridegroom, leaving his chamber. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to their end. Christians interpret the Son in terms of the incarnation of Christ, who is the living and eternal Word, the true light of history, who came from the bridal chamber of his virgin mother's womb, and now pours out his love and his truth upon all the earth. Praying toward the East can also be interpreted in terms of the second coming of Christ— When we pray in the liturgy, we look to meet Christ in the holy sacrifice of the mass, the Christ who has come, the Christ who is risen, and the Christ who will come again. As Pope Benedict said, the liturgy turned toward the east affects entry into the procession of history toward the future, the new heaven and the new earth which we encounter in Christ. It is a prayer of hope the prayer of the pilgrim as he walks in the direction shown by the life, passion, and resurrection of Christ. It signifies that cosmos and history ultimately belong together. The cosmos is praying with us. It too is waiting for redemption. It is precisely this cosmic dimension, uniting past, present, and future in the continuing hope of redemption which is the essence of Christian liturgy. In our responsorial psalm we pray, Lord, make us turn to you, let us see your face, and we shall be saved. And so we turn toward the east, eager to see the face of Christ. Historically, all Christian churches were built facing the east in the direction of prayer. And even if it were not physically possible to build the church facing the east, Symbolically, the location of the altar and the tabernacle were in the liturgical east. And historically, too, the priest and the people prayed together, facing liturgical east, as we do here, Prince of Peace, united in one hope and one faith. And finally, Jesus tells us in today's Gospel that we do not know the appointed time, and so we need to stay awake and be constantly on the watch. So let us prepare our hearts with prayer and penance and good works that we may welcome our Lord when he comes again. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.